This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, and with all of that as a backdrop, you had a fourth candidate uh, jumping into the UCP leadership race. Uh, so let's find out a bit more about this gentleman. His name is Jeff Calloway. Up until recently, he was a Wild Rose Party president and is now the fourth candidate in the UCP leadership race. Jeff, thanks for coming in here today. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you and happy Friday, Rob. Well, I appreciate that, and congrats on jumping in. I mean, this is uh, this is a tall order, obviously. Um, to, before we get into some other issues, just some thoughts from you, I guess, on, on why you felt it was right for you to get in this race and, and the decision you made yesterday. Yeah, sure. This really is something that uh, I guess I would probably say, uh, spending nine years and building up the Wild Rose Party from you know really a thousand names on a on a spreadsheet, uh, a lot of these core principles and values have really been uh, etched into my DNA. Uh, you end up building a set of relationships across the entire province that are pretty deep and 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 valued. And as we ended up with about forty five thousand members uh, at on July twenty second, which was sort of pretty much my last day as, as president, uh, then you start looking around at the, at the candidates and what they're talking about and what their positions are. And uh, I was very much focused on my, my job as president of the party and getting through to that unity, but started talking to people about leadership and direction and came to the conclusion that what I have to offer and what I'm some of the ideas and the platforms that I'm going to be rolling out are different than what we're seeing from the other candidates so far. So yeah. I'm excited to get those rolled out in the future. Well, and I think it's good to have more people in the race, but do, do we read much into that? Is, is, it, is it your way of saying that you don't see what you think you need to see from these other candidates and therefore you need to jump in? Is it a commentary on, on them as, as potential leaders? What I'm actually looking at is in the the past elections, I would say that as conservatives in general, we're, we've been very good at destabilizing the government or convincing voters to look at alternatives to vote for, but we haven't given enough of a reason for people to vote for us. And I think Albertans are really looking for an alternative vision, a more positive vision that will put people back to work and feel confident about their their financial situation and, and their job and their job prospects and that of their kids as well. And ultimately, if you've got a strong economy, you can fund a lot of the social programs that that we all uh, require in, in society to get by. Uh, so really, the things that I'm thinking about and, and will be rolling out in the coming weeks will will address those kinds of issues. And I mean, I'm not really going to get into it today, but, uh, you know, tens of thousands of people joined both parties because they were looking for a different direction than what this NDP is going. Uh, From what I've seen so far, I'm going to be the candidate that's rolling out the the bigger, broader vision that uh, I think will be attractive to Albertans. Right. Well, and, uh, you know, in part, there's kind of been a fundamental question raised in this race. Uh, Is it appropriate for candidates to be rolling out policy? Some have. uh, One in particular has suggested that he won't uh, and will instead defer to party membership in the new year. Uh, How does a leader or a leadership candidate anyway strike that balance between outlining who it is you are, what it is you stand for, where you think the party needs needs to go and still respecting the input of party membership. Sure. So what ended up being agreed to between both parties was uh, principles that we, that everyone overwhelmingly endorsed about 95% on both sides. And ultimately 
the depth of policy is going to come from those those principles. And it's the same thing in some of the big ideas that I'm going to be rolling out. They're consistent with our with our principles, but it gives us a, a idea of where we want to go as a province. And as I look at uh, the other candidates, uh, we've all taken positions. So you can all say we've taken policy positions. We're all against the carbon tax. Mm-hmm. We're all going to you know cut spending and get more uh, government more efficient. That being said, uh, you know, I've, I think people are looking for a bigger, broader goals. Uh, I mean, I would just to use a perfect example. Uh, we need to do think bigger and inspire people more with more than just, you know, municipal referendums on photo radar. So yeah. I don't think that's going to be the, the big priority, the uh, decision point in the next election. I think people want to, they are going to be given a big choice between continuation of this uh, big government, uh, high deficit spending, high debt agenda, or a more positive agenda about job creation and and feeling confident about our future as Albertans. Right. Look, you know, it's interesting because I, I think the NDP is worried about the creation of this new party, and recent poll numbers I, I think would would justify that. But I don't think the the, the next election is going to be a, a slam dunk either. I don't know that it's necessarily going to be a cakewalk. Are you anticipating that still in 2019, it's it's going to be a tough fight? Absolutely. I take nothing for granted. That was uh, one of the things as being the president of the party. You've always got to be on the lookout for uh, little embers of of concern and and deal with them as early as possible. And I really take nothing for granted uh, in regards to the NDP or any of of my other candidates. It's it's an election. Uh, So... it's going to be a battle right to the end. Uh, you know, as we've seen from the NDP government's uh, budgeting so far, money is no object, and I expect no different from how they'll end up promoting their agenda. I mean, you can go into the movie theaters and, and have watched some of the promotions yeah. <laughs> on on the, the government agenda. I expect nothing less and a lot more of it. So, And uh, going back to, actually, their election financial uh, law that the that they passed in December that really has had a dramatic impact on conservative entities as far as getting the message out there. So, you know, they're tilting the the board in their in their favor. Uh, cognizant of that, we've got to just work twice as hard and get our message out and talk to people. Your thoughts on a couple of the stories yesterday, and uh, no, you know, obviously, Derek Fildebrand, he was in the Wild Rose Caucus. Um, you know, the party made a decision yesterday. I know the other leadership candidates had, had weighed in on on this issue. I mean, did, did you have thoughts on this this controversy, whether he's now done the right thing by apologizing, whether the party's done the right thing in having him step down from this, this critic's role? Yeah, I, I don't know if that was his decision or the party's decision or, or, or which that was. But, uh, you know, I think he made a m- mistake and, you know, I think it was, would, be, would have been something as a CTF uh, director as he used to be that he would have, would have railed against, unfortunately. But, you know, I consider Derek a good friend. He's, you know, stood up for the taxpayer for a long, for many, many years. And, you know, if you, we all can make mistakes in life and it, it's about uh, admitting that you made a mistake and asking for forgiveness and and doing the right thing and stepping up. So I think he did that yesterday. Um, and, yeah. Uh, what happened next door in, in BC yesterday, uh, you know, I, I'm maybe not as alarmed by it as, as others. If the BC government, if the best they've got is to latch onto other court cases, maybe that, that can be overcome. But, I mean, the fact that they are going to resist this pipeline is problematic. So what, what's your sense of the challenges we face still in, in getting these needed pipelines built? 
Well, it's funny. Uh, that's going to be something I'm going to be talking about a lot more on my main platform points in the next couple of weeks. But I would say that we've got to take a strong stand as Albertans. It's time for us to, you know, play a little bit of hardball. I think it was back in the, the 80s when it was Lougheed or, or it might have been Getty that, uh, you know, some of those export permit licenses were uh, just kind of piled up on the desk. Mm-hmm. And people get a little more negotiable when they're, they're not getting the oil for their cars and, and the gas, well, the aviation fuel for their airplanes. So um, they're playing hardball. We can play hardball too. We should be playing hardball. And really, I've got a plan that's going to take a little more control of our own destiny on that front. Uh, and I'm I'm going to roll okay. that out, and I'd love to come back and talk about that <laughs> for about half an hour because there's going to be a lot of detail that I, I'm I'm sort Are of I'm tingly about this actually getting excited about when I can talk about that one. Uh, what do you think of Brad Wall? Uh, you know, I think a lot of people have pointed to what the Saskatchewan Party did as maybe a blueprint for this new United Conservative Party. What, what do you think of that? Well, absolutely. Look, uh, Premier Brad Wall's done excellent work on behalf of the conservative movement. Uh, it, it is kind of the template of what they did there in bringing parties and conservatives together to replace uh, an NDP that that kept uh, Saskatchewan down for, for decades. But uh, that's what we're going to be doing here, and that's the choice in front of us. And, and it's a very serious uh, battle. I mean, we don't want to be the new old Saskatchewan. We want to continue our, our growth, attracting people and capital to this to this province. That's all just a, a hint there is attracting capital province is number three uh, on a big items that I'll be talking about. But, you know, he's left a tremendous legacy. It's a loss to the conservative movement across this country. And he's been a great inspiration to so many uh, conservatives, conservatives across this country. I wish him absolutely the best. I hope he doesn't... Uh, go far far away and is is still contributing to public life in some fashion. All right. Well, leave it there for now, Jeff, as you say. I'm going to hear more from you during this campaign. And, and you know, I mean, it's uh, it's going to be tough, right? I mean, you're an underdog in this race, but... I'm an uh, underdog with a great organization. Yeah, so, well, then you need that. Yeah. yeah. Look at Nenshi. I mean, hey, he came back from, yep. you know, way in the back of the pack. So it's all about momentum. It is. All right. So you're going to be making some policy announcements. Uh, is the website up? Yeah, website's up, uh, jeffcalloway.ca. Okay. Callaway like the golf club, not the park. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, good stuff. Jeff, thanks for coming in here today. Appreciate it. All the best. All right, thanks a lot, Rob. All right, there you go. That is Jeff Calloway. He is one of now the four contenders to lead the United Conservative Party, jeffcalloway.ca. Uh, we'll take a break here. 403-974-TALK is our number. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.